If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Welcome everybody to Frank and Beans, the podcast, where I am Beth, and once again I am recording from the uh Frank and Beans Austin studio, uh, where I am here performing at the Altercation Comedy Festival. Brian could not make it down here with me, so I have found several people, uh, very funny comedians who have been kind enough to step in in his absence and be my honorary co-host for the day. So uh, today we have the awesome and talented Jason Acevedo. Am I saying that right? Yeah, you, you added like a, an accent after the second. Did I? <laughs> which I've never heard. That really? Was, that, was, that made it sound really sexy. How do you say it again? Acevedo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, How awesome, do you say it? Acevedo is Acevedo. Like okay. the gentrified version, but like if you want to sound like you're Colombian, then it's Acevedo. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I like the way you said it. It sounds French. Nice. <laughs> I also noticed on your Facebook it just said avocado after it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just because white people can't say my last name. <laughs> but that that came about from. Uh, I never talk about this. This comes from uh, <laughs> my high school journalism teacher. Just started calling calling me avocado. <laughs> And I think it sound, it didn't sound racist to me. I was just going to say. At the time, because I knew she was, like, coming from a good place. And, she, you know, she's one of my favorite uh, teachers of all time. So shout out to Miss, Mrs. Nancy Conrad <laughs> and her dope husband, Paul, who we never thought was real. Uh, but, she, yeah, she was – we were doing, like, sweaters for the, for the newspaper – and she was like, if you don't get avocado on your sweatshirt, I'm going to do it. So <laughs> I did it. That's awesome. I mean, fun fact, she's actually one of our most dedicated listeners. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. She'll be really excited to hear that. No, oh. but thanks, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. I saw you host. You hosted the show right after I, I, I did the yes. 915. Yes. Yeah, that was a really fun first night. Yeah. 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 Oh, so you were there the whole time? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I kind of went around the corner to get my head in the right space during the 9 o'clock show. So, right, right, right. You right, know, right. I mean, you know how it is. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially because I was like, I'm hosting the 1115 show, which means I can't drink until 1115. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm getting the brew shakes. I'm sweating. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, but I yeah, I don't drink or anything. I just have to eat before. Ah, it's like an old athlete thing. Yeah. Like you have to eat a meal before you play. So like, it's kind of <laughs> like the, I love having that discussion with other comics. Like I can't do that. I oh no. Like puke or like do this and that. I'm like, no, I, I need to feel like I, like, I don't, I don't like eating a meal after cause then it feels like I earned it. Right. I want to be selfish and be like, no, I deserve it <laughs> right. now before I go up. Cause either way, if it doesn't go well. That I have eaten already. Okay, at least your tummy feels good. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. Well, yeah, I think I would just fall asleep immediately if I did that. It would just be 10 minutes of me snoring. No, that gives me, it gives me energy. <laughs> Keeps me up. Well, I'm not an athlete, in case you couldn't tell by looking at me. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe. Um, but you're coming to all the way from Chicago, is yes. that right? Yeah, yeah. Brian and I are actually born and raised in Chicago as well. Yeah, so. that's nuts. You were telling me that. <laughs> what, what part of uh, Chicago? So we were very poor, so we kind of lived almost in, like, name a suburb. I've probably lived there. What suburb? <laughs> name the suburb. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, St. Charles, okay. Arlington Heights, yes. Elk Grove Village, Glendale Heights, uh, Bloomington, uh, Bloomingdale, uh, Glen Ellen, I think I already said that. Okay. 
Oak Park. I lived in Boys Town for a while too. Okay. In downtown. Um, yeah, so like literally everywhere. <laughs> Arlington Heights is a fun soccer town that nobody yeah. really knows too much about. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, fun fact, Brian McBride is from there, who used to play on the U.S. national team. No shit. <laughs> or I think he just lives there. But either way, I had a I had a thing kind of with a girl there in college, and it was really weird because she was like, hey... I'm kind of seeing someone, but we could still go out, and I'm going to dump them, so you're probably a good option, I'll have you meet my parents, and it was so weird. All right, you're like, this is escalating very quickly. And then that was the first time, like, after the date and everything, everything went well, but then, like, I, uh, I, I didn't know what ghosting was until that. Mm. She, like, made it seem like everything was cool, it was her, uh... We went to see a movie. It was American Hustle because she loves. She's a uh, film. She was a film major mm-hmm. who works at Starbucks now. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm sure she's doing very well financially now. <laughs> and uh, she, what do you call? It? I think it was her birthday or Christmas or something. And I was like, you know what? She's into Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, I actually give a shit about people and like look for small details and then like you know like act on it. Right. And I got her like three books. Nice. And then yeah. I was mad because those books were like 55 together. Right. <laughs> and then to never see her again, I was just like, what you fucking... Like, I'm going to need those back. Yeah. Like, or you I like Venmo me 55 it's, it's not even. It's not even that. It's just like, I gave you knowledge to li- like leave right. me alone. It's also the gesture, you know, though. It's like, yeah. that is definitely a lost art. Like, one of the like coolest dates that I ever went on was, you know, I'll preface it by saying we... Did not go on a second date. But, A, we showed up at the restaurant. Like, we we met at the restaurant. And he knew that I was a comedian. Okay. And so he brought me a gift, which was a notebook. Oh. And it's, on the front of the notebook, it said, people I want to punch in the face. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Oh. (laughs) Right? Okay. I was like, wow, what a nice gesture. Like, guys don't think to do. He was like, I was going to bring you flowers but i thought that that was kind of corny but i still wanted to do some kind of a gesture yeah i was like that was really fucking thoughtful actually you know i have a good move where you don't have to bring flowers where it's about flowers but it's uh so i'm i'm really i was into this girl i kind of am i don't know i'm just gonna say that i am so if she does listen to this (laughs) right she's a dope (laughs) singer uh songwriter in chicago uh, you can plug her shit. Yeah, her name's Decima. She's really fucking cool, and I'm just I. She's one. I just don't know. Like she's hot and cold. Like I don't know if she's sure. into me or if she's just nice and like I don't know. I'm into her. But, but you I, know what? The I, dating climate today makes it so hard because we've all been conditioned to play these like crazy games, like mind yeah. games with each other. You yeah. know, like as women, we're like meant to think like. Don't let him, you know, play hard to get. Right. Well, Don't let him think, you know. Like, she's an artist, too, so I think, like, that plays into it, too, where I'm like, am I, like, talking to you? Or am I talking to your, like, stage persona? Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I, I know. I know that I had trouble when I was younger differentiating the two. But anyway, I, the first time, I, so, long story short, 
I hate using this term, but I slid into her DMs. <laughs> and I never do that, and I'm three for three this year. We say that on this, you're the perfect co-host, how to co-host, because we literally probably say at least once an episode in a joking way, <laughs> get in them DMs. <laughs> I, but, like, I never say that, because I, I like talking in front of people, like, <laughs> talk to two people. Right. So I was just like, you know, I was at another festival in North Carolina. I was in Wilmington. And I was with a buddy, I was staying with him, and I was just like, hey, look at this, because uh, she just kept popping up on my Instagram, mm-hmm. and I saw that we had a lot of mutual friends, so then we saw that she had music videos on YouTube, so we just put them on, and I literally asked my friend, I'm like, is she hot? Like, is she? Because I think, like, artistically, it's hot, but yeah. I'm over here thinking, I'm like, where's, like, I don't want to sound mean, I'm just like, I think I think I was questioning it, because I was just like, is that too hot for me? I think that's why I was questioning. Sure, sure. And because uh, she's gorgeous and she's really nice and and she's such a warm person to talk to. She's way too good for me. Yeah, I do that all the time. If anyone's too attractive on Twitter, I'm like, swipe left. They're too good for me. I'm like sure she seems it. like the girl that I would admire from afar in high school, and mm. like now I'm just like, I'm I I'm I, I have like the. The, the I don't know the social currency I guess to yeah. like be like hey I'm worth it your time for sure and but anyway so what I did was I I, I I could actually just fucking pull it up like it's it's on Instagram and I I, I just I just one day was just like I told my friend I was like you know what I think I'm gonna hit her up when I get back to Chicago and then we'll see what the fuck happens mm-hmm. and I just casually just wrote uh like a, because I I'm a I'm a writer, so like I wrote like a paragraph or two, and I was just like, I just responded to one of her stories, and I was just like, how does how does one properly slide into your DMs to <laughs> let you know that a they're a fan of your work, and b they have a crush on you, asking for a friend named me, he's, <laughs> he's cool, international touring comedian, no big deal, <laughs> and then I just said I need a publicist for this kind of shit. <laughs> And she just wrote in all caps. She just said, ha, 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 this, this is how you properly slide into my DMs. And then I just, like, asked her when the next time she was going to perform and then vice versa. Like, yeah. she came out to a, a – I did a week at Zany's in Chicago. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, in St. Charles? No, not there. Oh, in, not uh, that one. Okay. Old Town downtown. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So I, I got her to come out to that. She loved it. And then, like, that night – well, backtrack to like the first time we met. It was we had never met before. I went to like her like one of her shows. It was like a battle of the bands type thing, which mm-hmm. she won. She was competing for a spot at an amazing music cultural festival called Pilsen Fest in Chicago. Okay, this is so Chicago centric, right? right? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, so I caught her that night when she won, and I came up to her after, and she just, like, hugged me, and I don't even think she knew, like, how big of a deal that was for me, because I was like, we're just meeting for the first time, and I was like, okay, sure, that's awesome, (laughs) and and then I made fun of her the first time we actually went out after my show, the couple, like, a month or so later, because I was like, it wasn't making fun of her. It was just an observation where I was like, you do this thing where you're like, uh, like if, nobody can see it, but if she, if you watch Puss in Boots, like when you're talking to her, she does that thing where she has the hat and she's just like her eyes open, but she's not begging <laughs> for something or like 
trying to have you feel sorry or like distract you with her cuteness. She's un she's unaware of the fact that she listens right. like that. Can I also tell you? Swear to God, and all that's holy. This is true. I was watching motherfucking Puss in Boots on HBO this morning. Hell yeah. <laughs> Laying in that bedroom. This is, this is destiny like, right now. Oh, yeah, that's my shit. This is destiny right now. I know, right? But but the thing I did when I first met her, I was like, I was thinking, you know, usually I'm just like, oh, I'm going to get you flowers. But then I was like, ah, I, I, I thought to myself, because I, I was doing a show that night and her show was going to start late. So what I did was I drove across the city to come see her, and then I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm not going to buy her flowers because that might be too much. Yeah. But then what I realized was when I got there, my move was, you know, because she already hugged me, and I'm like, I'm good. Right. I'm, I'm in the clear. Right. You're like, I'm I fine. just came in my pants. No. Yeah, yeah, twice. <laughs> and then, like, I was just like, you know, I was going to get you flowers, but then I thought, what if she's allergic? And then I thought, that thought means more than actually getting you flowers. And then what nobody does anymore was maybe it would be best if I just gave you one of my buttons that says, I love Jason Avocado. <laughs> and then I was like, because I feel like the thought of you having an allergic reaction means more than actually just giving you flowers. So then I thought, because nobody does this anymore, I'm like, maybe I should just ask for your permission first to see if it's okay to get you flowers. Because I know the surprise is cool, yeah. but I just want to know that you're not going to die. Also, 2019 as fuck of you. <laughs> you're like, first of all, I'm woke, okay? So I know about consent. <laughs> well, I'm an improv teacher, so I teach yes and and all that. But like, you, need a, you, need, you need consent for sure. But then I got her flowers when she came to see me at Zany's. And I was like, roses are cliche, so I was like, I want to get something that actually looked like I took time to think about it. Mm -hmm. And I got her sunflowers, because I was like, okay, you know, that's a new light in my life. Because Post Malone is her favorite artist. <laughs> that's actually my nephew's. <laughs> but, but, uh, no, 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 that's fine. He <laughs> sings that song all the fucking time. But uh, I got her sunflowers, and what's funny is she brought two of her friends, and like, when she went to the bathroom, her friend came up to me. She's like, you know, she fucking loves sunflowers. Get the fuck out. And I'm like, okay, cool. Is there, like, a man intuition thing? I have no... Or I kind of just had a feeling. Right, right. But then I was also, like, uh, <laughs> before the show, or, like, they were, like, uh, I think the host was up and the waitresses were like, oh, my God, you have someone here, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, trying to impress her. Like, I saw her do her thing. Now she's here to see my thing. Right. And then... Get so if, you could tell, if you could pretend I'm way more famous than I am, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, do you want to get her a drink? And I'm like, okay. So then get her whatever she got. Yeah. And, like, I saw the moment she got it, and she smiled. And then after the show, I gave her the flowers. And I was like, the only reason I'm giving you these is because, you know, you said you're not allergic. Yeah. And the other reason is, again, it's the same thing where, like, nobody does this, where it's like, I want to ask for your permission to ask you out to see if that's okay. And she was just, like, lighting up and smiling. And then I was like, oh, wow, this was this, this is crazy. This all started because I hit her up on Instagram. And then I told her, I'm like, tonight's not a date. Okay, this is like a pre-screening process. Right. Because you and I go into each other's like functions or whatever. Mm. That's just support. Right. That's nothing. That's not right. a real date. So then we went out to eat. We had a great time. And then I dropped her off. And then we had a good conversation during dinner and then after. And then like I kind of just like really didn't know where to go from there because we're both so busy. But also like I don't I don't really I don't really know 
Like, I want to talk to her and just be like, what are you trying to do? Because, like, I'm down. Like, I'm too committed to my art. And, like, I'm 25. I've been doing this for 10 years. And I'm wow. like, I'm too committed to, like, I want to make it. Yeah. Even though I feel like I've already had by, you know, touring five countries and, like, 15 states and all this shit. I thought you were going to say being on the Altercation Comedy Festival. but No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and just, just being able to do this uh, full time without anybody telling me that I can't. Yeah. But uh but I just want to like let her know that I don't I I really do feel like if it came to like wanting to commit to someone, I think she would be perfect for that role. Oh yeah. And especially when I'm doing this. I I have thought about that too where I'm like, what if I ever met a girl who would like make me quit comedy because like because like essentially we're going up on stage to just find like happiness. For right. however long we're doing, but she, I think she, I think she can do that. Yeah. But I don't think I would quit. I don't think she would want me to quit. No, I was going to say, like, anybody that, like, truly would be the right person for you would never want you to right. quit that. And she's because, an artist, too. Exactly. I was going to say, A, that is one really super helpful thing about that is yeah. that she's going to understand that you're not ever going to be a normal nine-to-fiver. Right. You know, like, you're never going to have that normal schedule. It's never going to be, you know, like a white picket fence and 2.3 kids and like, you know, soccer games and PTA meetings. Like that's not the life that we have. The life that we have is dick jokes and being up all night and on the road and you know, like all of that. I I just want to let her, let her know, like, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to make her listen to this. I'm just be like, just, I'm going to slide it into her DMs. (laughs) And I'm just going to be like, look, I am willing to try things or a thing with you. And you're not someone that I just want to like. I'm not going to come and go, you know? I just want to, yeah. like, actually try and build something. Because I, I think I've been through enough from, like, the end of high school till now in terms of, like, opening myself up to people and, like, letting mm-hmm. people into my heart and, like, and stuff like that. So I feel like I'm, like, at a healthy place to be like, hey, For sure. I'm willing to be unselfish and, like, I'm willing to, like, you know, be there for you and appreciate you. Cause I already do that for myself. So like right. just having you around is a bonus. Like yeah. that's, I want to be there for someone. And you know what? Like that's very cool and mature for like, I know you're like, I'm 25. I'm like, I'm 38. So I'm like, you are just a pup. Okay. <laughs> but, but like guys that are 25 do not say shit like that. They don't ask for permission. To, they don't think like that. They're just like, let me send her a dick pic and yeah. see what happens. You I mean, know, I do have a photographer. For <laughs> I mean, I don't, right? I don't, it's not really a thing. You're like, I got two different types of headshots depending <laughs> on where this is going. Okay, <laughs> but um, and yeah, like so that's super cool and very. I mean, just very, very mature for starters. Like guys that are my age aren't that mature, and but I can already tell just like by getting to know you so far that. You know who you are. Like, you have a very clear sense of self. And so that's why you can say that totally confidently. You know, it was just super dope. So congratulations. Ladies, hope is not lost, okay? (laughs) There's still a few of them out there. (laughs) I know. I I think that just comes from being raised 
<clears throat> raised by my mom and my sister, mm-hmm. where I just like learned that the right thing to say around a woman is nothing. And you know what? <laughs> I am telling you what. Guys that were raised by single moms or only had sisters are like the best boyfriends. Because I have, I have a dad. He's, yeah. he's I, I'm not black. He was around. But like, <laughs> he's Latino. He was just working. So it was kind of like he wasn't around. <laughs> that was my mom too. Growing up, I was I always joke that I was raised by wolves because right. my mom was like she was so hardworking. Just to put, you know, like to put food on our table, like she was always at work. You should have like right. three jobs at all times. So yeah, my joke is always that I was raised by. Well, my mom, my sister would always tell me growing up, and that's something I never talk about either. And I like I talk about how like she like if it weren't for her, I wouldn't be doing comedy. Oh yeah, because like uh, she she used to like set up our little apartment living room in uh, in Rogers Park. Yeah. And she it was like a I don't know what the fuck that's called like an awning or like a like an entrance to a like it's just an opening in between a living room and a and a dining room. Like it's like a circular opening. I should know what that's called. I don't really it's not a foyer. It's not, I was going to say a foyer, foyer. <laughs> um but it's not it's um I don't know. I know there's a name for it, but shit, I'm like... Well, put that fucking name in the comments. Right. But like, she, Listeners, if you know what the fuck that's called, please. Uh, I still don't know every time I describe it. I don't know. Because she would yeah. put a curtain over it and make it like a st- like a like a stage. Email us at fnbpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Brian's going to be so proud of me. He's always like, we always have to fit that into an episode somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I did it. But she would just pull out the family camcorder and just like tell me to just do stuff. Yeah. So that's why that was like my first audience was her. It's funny that you say that because like I have always been a clown my whole life, you know, and I'm the youngest child. So I'm always like, nah, everyone's like, I don't know how you do that getting on stage. I'm like, um, cause I'm a youngest child and I don't need like a normal amount of attention. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And she's but, the furthest thing from it. Like yeah. she doesn't do any of that. Yeah. Like she doesn't do, she's not a, like a, comedy or a theater person none of that she's just a dope ass mom hell yeah and my two so my two best friends jenny and laura since i was like you know teeny tiny um like i'm always like oh i don't want you guys to come see my comedy and they're like bitch we've been watching you do this for 28 years of our life i hate that i hate that but also they're right you know i hate when friends are like "Mm -hmm." why am i gonna pay to see you if i can just hang out with you Right, they're like we've literally, and I was I'm like, like touche, yeah, but, but touche. that's a, but no, fuck that. That's a fucking <laughs> that is a professional setting. Okay, mm-hmm. I've earned that. Yeah, and I don't want to just sit in your living room and talk shit. Like, come yeah. and actually, like, if it's like saying, "Oh, my friend is a fucking." You know, he's a painter. Well, come paint at my house. Why am I going to go to your gallery? Right. Because there's more shit over there, dickhead. Like, there's, there's things to see. Right. It's art. And right. I, you know. I saw the pictures on Facebook. It's fine. Right. <laughs> or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. But that's funny, yeah, because it's like, well, it's like you were saying earlier, like, that stage person, you know, that's like, that's not. Yeah. It's yeah. me, but it's it's like, it's um this weird internal me that's like. Yeah. You know, uh, it's not the person I am on a day-to-day basis, you know, like yeah. uh, when you get up there and, you know, like even to the minute I'm about to get on stage and I'm like, I'm going to be the worst person here tonight. I'm going right. to get up there and forget <clears throat> everything I have to say. Right. And then as soon as I grab that mic, I'm like, ha, ha, there she is. You know, you're like, I, I, it's like your home, you know, well, it's like well, the, the weirdest thing. The, the, the reason why I brought up my sister is because she always told me when I was young, like, don't become your father. Like, don't become your father. Like, because my dad is just like, 
he's a very stubborn fuck. Like, he's just <laughs> very stubborn and ignorant and, like, racist and just so <laughs> open about it. Oh. And every time we go out to dinner with him, there's always a problem. Is like, your dad's name Henry Franzak? No. <laughs> my dad's name is Henry. Shut the fuck up. Well, I mean, it's, he go, his birth name is Hemmerk. Which I don't get why my grandparents named him that, but yeah. he has a brother named Henry, but my dad goes by Henry, That's and that hilarious. pisses off Henry. And I love my dad. Okay, I'm he listens to the show all the time. That's weird. Which is hilarious. No, my parents are my biggest fans. They're the coolest people. <laughs> like I'm like, aha, butt stuff. And my dad's like, yeah, good rip. <laughs> Hot take, Henry. <laughs> he's just he's the they're the greatest, funniest people in the world. So I I feel a little bit bad saying that, Dad. I love you, but but you know he'll be like, no, that's fucking true. That's true. That's me. Yeah, he uh, he um, like my dad and I, we never got along, but like he, like I never had a good relationship with my dad because we would always yell at each other, and we just were very class. We were personalities that clashed. And, very different generations he's all about like i gotta work and get money and give the money to everybody i love and keep working and i'm just like but you know there's time to like enjoy life right it's not just fucking work for real but i think i got that work ethic from him but i think my sister was always like just don't be like your dad in terms of like his personality and whatnot but what's funny there's something that i never talk about but i do feel like internally that i think on stage it's a combination of me and my father behind closed doors. Ah. It's like an amplified version of me, but it's just him. That's so crazy. I know, I, I don't really think about it that much, but I do feel like I carry that with myself. Like For I sure. carry that inside where I'm like, yeah, because I feel like I say a lot of ignorant shit, but wow. I feel like I have, see, I'm the opposite of my dad. I, I can say ignorant shit, but I can back it up with something. Right, right. And I'll give I'll give H Row that too. He's the same way, yeah, but. I could say some fucked up shit, but there's some meaning behind it for some reason. And weirdly, I'm the opposite because, like, on a day to day basis, I am my dad. I am this cocky son of a bitch that's like funny and just give me like me on stage is just me getting out everything I hate about myself, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it's all self deprecating and you know la la la. Like yeah. a lot of that is the psychology behind the audience. I don't like to be one of these edge lord people who's right. going to offend somebody, but uh, but that's kind of who you have to be as a woman. Like you yeah. really have to push likable, you know. Because I don't think anybody knows that either. Like Latinos hate everybody, <laughs> but my dad like always nitpicks. He's like he's a Chicago racist where he's like. Yeah, black people. Like, they're doing everything wrong. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, when you go to work, you're all happy with all these black people. You, that you, is like, so my, my dad. It's not dad, even funny. My dad makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> my dad makes no sense because he's like he doesn't like people and he talks shit about any race. Mm-hmm. But then he works in the service industry. Like, he's mm-hmm. a banquet server. He's been one since before I was born. And I'm like, how do you get along with people and then come over here and you're just angry the whole time? It just doesn't make any sense. But, like... Yeah, he and and but but he loves going to the Puerto Rican parade for some reason. <laughs> and I don't like Puerto Ricans, so I'm just like, what is what? Why are you why aren't you against the one I don't like? It's so funny. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so wait, so what? Like they're like the Jews for white. People. <laughs> but what are you then? Like I'm you Colombian. Know, Colombian. Okay. But okay. Did you see me? Like I don't have to say it over and over again. Right. I don't have a Colombian tattoo. If you get into my car, I don't have a fucking flag in every fucking part of the car. That's true. That is true. It's funny. And we get electricity. Like it's fucking chill. Like, a lot. I don't know about the fucking <laughs> the 
fucking state. Whatever the fuck it is. I mean, I don't know. I'm not up to date on my, like, geography no. or anything. But there's a difference. Like, I, I don't... I hate, like, Puerto Rican Americans. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Puerto Rican people from the island, some of the nicest people I've ever met. Wonderful, yeah. But Puerto Rican Americans have to constantly let you know... Right. ...that they're fucking Puerto Rican. And That's I'm like, so I don't true. even think Daddy Yankee says it that way. <laughs> so it's really fucking annoying. I mean, Pitbull's Mr. Worldwide, okay? So. But he's Cuban! And everybody <laughs> thinks he's Puerto Rican! I thought he was Puerto Rican! No! He's Cuban! He's Cuban and he doesn't even say it that oh, much either. Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe he should more so people are like... All the Cubans are like... All the Puerto Ricans are like, Ah, can you uh, maybe... Because uh, the general <laughs> stereotype... that for everybody. The general stereotype is like conceited and like loud and obnoxious yeah. and when I meet like I, in college I met like two Puerto Ricans who were you wouldn't know they were Puerto Ricans because they hardly ever talked so all the Puerto I, Ricans I know call themselves cha-cha divas they're cha-cha divas because they're like ah, da, 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 I don't know about like, that shit, like, no. but sure yeah I don't <laughs> see I'm not immersed in the culture <laughs> but but I would tell them the same thing that I tell you I'm like you're pretty quiet for Puerto Ricans <laughs> And they'd be like, no, I know what you're saying. Like, they would understand. Like, it wasn't ignorant. They're like, ah, oh, it's pretty no facts. It's so funny because I had no idea that there was, like... A bottom that, of the barrel? Well, no, the, like, that going on in between, like, Hispanic factions or whatever. You're like, yeah. I just found out a couple of years ago that that occurs in the Asian community. Oh, yeah. So much. Like, okay, yeah. so I manage apartments during the day. And I was... Uh, it, it, this is a property that was on the <coughs> Indiana University... Right. Um, campus and this was like 80 like this complex just happened to be 80 percent like asian people and because there was just a large asian population at that particular school and you know when you're international students like and a lot of you come over like that they all kind of stay at the same place because you know you're around people you know that speak your native language all this and that the other thing so there was this whole thing that happened where (laughs) This I did something to piss this lady off that had just oh she, like she had her boyfriend living there it was like a roommate matching situation her boyfriend's just living there and it, like you're not supposed to do that that's like an illegal tenant situation and her roommate was complaining about it she's like there's just this strange Chinese man living in my house and and that's weird so I was like hey you know um, you hear that sentence a lot too yeah, right like yeah <laughs> I'm like you can't really do that I'm like but your options are either. You can get a one bedroom, and I don't care if he's staying here illegally, or you can get a two bedroom, each bedroom, whatever. She's like, no, 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 that's fine. We'll do the one bedroom side. But then she goes and blasts us on like the Chinese like social media, and was like, they're racist. The Chinese social media. Yeah, it's called WeChat. Okay, WeChat is their everything. Oh, I think I've seen this. Yeah. So she blasts us on there, tells everybody on there that I'm racist against Chinese people, and I'm like, that is a very specific weird thing. Which is also not true at all whatsoever for the record. But then, like, all of a sudden, we had this crazy influx of, like, Korean kids. And I didn't really know until one of, like, because one of the kids that worked for me was Chinese. And he was saying, he was telling me that Chinese people and Korean people 
hate each other. Sure. They hate each other. Yeah. Like, Puerto Ricans are coming. No, I'm just kidding. No. But I was like, I literally had no idea that this existed Columbus whatsoever. Have, Columbians have no beef with anything. <laughs> I think in the 90s, it was more blown up, blown up where it was like Mexicans versus Puerto Ricans and yeah. like boxing and shit. Right. Uh, but like, Colombians, we have no beef with anybody because everyone bought from us. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. So well, nobody whole- gave a shit. We, we all, it didn't matter to us because it was money was money. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, I've only had one person ever tell me that he thought a stereotype for Colombians was that they were conceited. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm a Capricorn. So like, <laughs> maybe that's why you get that impression. But also, like, Colombians, and you can read about this shit. I mean, fucking Wikipedia describes Colombians as some of the most hospitable people in not only South America. But the world, you know how like Southern hospitality is a thing? Right. Colombian, like South American hospitality. Yeah. That's a fucking thing. Every fucking relative or house I go to in Colombia, they're always like, can I get you a drink? Welcome. They mm-hmm. don't even sit down until you sit down. And it's just like, they're just like Colombians are known for like, they're all well mannered and polite and they're just so willing to give you whatever you want. Not to mention an unfair level of good-lookingness going on there. Oh, yeah. Okay? Like, yeah. have you ever seen a Miss Universe pageant? It's I don't ve- have to. I just go to Medellin. It's Venezuela and Colombia yeah. in the top two every time. No. That, every time. I don't have to do that because I, I just go home to Colombia and I get mad that my cousins are my cousins. Right, right. But then everybody out there is, like, they always say that the best – Colombian women come out of where my family's from, and that's Medellin, which is oh, yeah, Medellin. Yeah, yeah. the land of Pablo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's. I'm like, yeah, I've seen Scarface. It's fine. No. <laughs> just but he was Cuban. I know. I know. I'm just like, Somebody said that to me that recently. Was too. That, was <laughs> <laughs> that was a hot take. That was a deep cut. But someone, but someone was like, yeah, they like, yeah, they someone brought up Scarface. Like, yeah, he's Colombian. Right? I'm like, dude, no. And I had never seen it You're until like, God last year. Damn it, I hate white people. I, I had never seen Scarface until last year, and I was like, he's fucking Cuban. He's fucking Cuban. <laughs> and where was that cultural appropriation? Right. With fucking Al Pacino playing a fucking right. Cuban. Nobody had a problem with that. Right. Right. And like, then Gandhi wasn't even an Indian guy. Like in the movie, <laughs> that was Ben Kingsley. Like nobody. It's always a problem when like Emma Stone does it. <laughs> But white men can do it. Or what was that movie in the 80s? It was called, um, and so many people, you might be too young for this. There was like this like 80s, like kind of rom-com movie that was very popular where it was a white dude wearing blackface the entire fucking time. It was a C. Thomas Howell. Now I have to look this up. What the fuck? See, Thomas Howell. This is the 80s? Yeah. And I'm like, does no one remember that there was a movie that was very popular in no, the 80s? No, because they were too busy drooling over what? Jennifer Connelly and uh, What's-Her-Face. See, Thomas Howell, black movie. Okay? <laughs> it's like, what did you do? Soul Man. It was called Soul Man. Oh. Swear. See that fucking picture? Yeah, no, but, but you know you what? Know. I'm not going to lie. That's some good black thing. I mean, that's good blackface. But this is also C. Thomas Howell, you know, from, oh, the, no. from I just the, said, outsiders, I just from said the something. outsiders. I just said something. I'm going to get canceled in three years. Watch. That's hilarious. I just said that's good. It was well applied. That's all I'm saying. I'm not condoning actual blackface. I'm just saying that that's a good makeup job. And let's not forget that the plot. <laughs> let's not forget that the plot to Soul Man. <laughs> the plot to Soul Man. The oh, entire reason C. Thomas Howell is wearing blackface. So you can... So he can, so he can get into college. Yeah. Okay. See, don't get mad at us. Okay, we didn't make the movie. 
So if I get canceled for this three years from now, he, Jason Acevedo condones blackface. No, it's pronounced I'm, avocado, Jason. I'm <laughs> just saying that they did a good job. Honestly, it is. It's pretty. But looking at him, I'm like, that's yeah, got to be why no one guy. remembers. <laughs> I'm like, how does no one remember this? Ridiculously inappropriate movie, and that was the Cosby decade too. Yeah, straight up. America loves black. They people. gave him a fucking Jerry curl. Okay, <laughs> like look at that shit. See Thomas Howell, not how what you, he looks like normally. How, okay. how, how, how okay. come wearing blackface Fast is still forward to what he really looks like, okay? That's fucked up. Isn't that fucked up? Is that guy still alive? He is, yeah. See Thomas Howell. He was in The Outsiders. Like, oh. He was kind of like a little bit edgier kind of sure. like actor in the 80s. But, yeah. Is whiteface acceptable or is that just mine? Whiteface is totally acceptable. And this is probably <laughs> so funny. Yesterday alone, I was like, how many times am I going to have to apologize for being white today? Because I was like, God, I hate being white anymore. It's so embarrassing. Like, oh, 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 no, 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 that's that. No, that's bullshit. Don't do that. Because because then you're asking black people to absolve you. No, why? I'm asking them. (laughs) No, no, you're thinking about it. You're like, oh, that's another burden. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm like, look. White privilege is alive and well in me. It exists, and anybody who says otherwise can fucking fight me on this shit. Well, I think, too, yeah. Okay, guess what? I am going to take the 70 cents on the dollar for the fact that every time I've ever been pulled over in history, they're like, go on, pretty white girl. (laughs) Go about your business. Yeah, yeah. Your license is suspended. Yeah, it's fine. Just promise us you'll get home and get it taken care of. And it's like... Woo! That I've gotten yeah. pulled over a couple times, but I think I have like a fat privilege thing where like anytime a fat cop pulls me over, <laughs> he's just like, "Ah, you're fine." Like <laughs> I, I, he's like, "You know what? You're going to get something to eat. I get it. <laughs> like you're, you're fine." What's the <laughs> the worst damage this guy's doing is at the drive through in an hour? <laughs> okay. Oh uh, no! But I, I was gonna say you you brought you brought some shit up and I already forgot it. Where it was like your what was it you said? Oh. That's the crazy thing, because you said 70 cents. That's another privilege you have over Latinas and Asian women Shit. and black women. Do, and how many times am I going to have to apologize for no, being no, white? No, it just, it just sucks because <laughs> it, being white is an infinity loop of shit and shame. Like, oh, 70 cents on the dollar. That must be nice. That yeah, must be so you're nice. like, my life's hard. And I'm like, well, there's other women below you. Uh, right. But then there's also that thing of like, wouldn't it be cool if like, you know, because people are starting to bring up reparations more in, during this election and like, yeah. uh, the campaign trail and whatnot. And I'm like, uh, I just I just uh, heard, overheard this the other day where I was like, that would be really smart to like, if you like you're saying, if you feel embarrassed about being white or if you feel shameful about being white, then why don't you just show it through money? Like, you know how we do taxes? Well, then tax your like tax your whiteness. And like, instead of having to think about that shit. Your paycheck could just have a reparation tax, and it just goes straight to like United Negro College voters. Run the bumper sticker, uh, Avocado Twenty Twenty. Okay, but it does make sense though. Like, if people want to keep, I'll go on Twitter. Like, what would you rather do? Would you rather go into Twitter jail, or would you rather give your money to something that helps? I mean, that is totally true. But also, let's remember just for one second that I'm a comic. (laughs) So, (laughs) but. would you guys like my 10 cents? <laughs> nice. I have 10 cents to spare. <laughs> <laughs> that 10 cents can sponsor a child right? <laughs> in Uganda. 
that that ten cents can sponsor Tremaine Bradley and his. <laughs> that you know that pisses me off. Where like for thirty cents a day. You can help this kid like bathe and eat, and like, well, then why are we overpaying? Right, right, <laughs> I'm right. I'm like, first of all, don't act like there are four fucking comics sleeping in this hotel room. Some of them on the floor because we can't afford to live. Okay, nice. so yeah. Why don't we just talk about the prostitute I hired once? Oh yeah, I'm. A, I'm <laughs> also, I was gonna say Brian and I constantly fucking dissect into like. Every episode is like, it's a sex and relationship podcast, but it's also like, we just go on these crazy wild tangents like you and I just did. So congratulations, you're the new Brian. (laughs) But also, because we'll be like, oh, fantasy football, fucking da-da-da-da, 10 minutes later. And then we're like, oh yeah, about sex and relationships. I was trying to find a, and normally I'm the one that finds some way to segue it back into the topic. I love that you didn't even segue it. You're like, let's just get right back. Well, I am I am happy that the first night I was here, I had sex three times. I am so proud of you. The, uh, like, all <laughs> of us were talking. Like, first of all, I, four people were not staying in this room when I set this trip up. It just turned into the island of misfit comics when people's housing plans fell through. Oh. And I felt bad. Um, so, you know. But I, 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 I fully came here with the intention of being like, I can't wait to get fucked for the next five days. <laughs> and I'm I'm basically a virgin again because that did not, uh, sadly for me, that did not come to fruition. Are you leaving tomorrow? Tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. So okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to showing off about having had sex three times the day you got here. And it's, uh, it's funny because I, I didn't have Tinder for like months because I deleted it. And then I was just like, fuck it. I'm in another city, and it worked. That's so brilliant. And I don't know. I'm just really smooth, so I was just like... You are smooth as motherfucker. I was like that. I was just like... I, I, I don't know. I forgot what I said exactly, but I was just like... What would be your reason for not wanting to go out with me right now? <laughs> because I can give you one reason why it would be cool to go out right now. Austin has multiple 24-hour cafes, and I love that shit because I don't drink. You're like, also, I don't want to brag, but I am very upfront about consent, okay? Uh, Exactly. (laughs) So I was like, I'd rather get a hot chocolate, and then if you don't want to do stuff, then at least I got a hot chocolate. And and it was fun. It was just we, we hung out at this coffee shop, and then we went over to her place and fucked. That is amazing. And I didn't get a Charlie horse until the third time, the third round. So that was good. That was good. And and I know I'm losing weight because I can do this like jackhammer motion again. <laughs> or like I'm underneath a girl and she just like she looks like a catcher, like playing baseball. And I just like I don't know, it's just like porn thing where I'm just like up and I'm like literally doing reverse push ups. But you know as a woman how handy that is because you're thinking, okay, I gotta get on top. I'm gonna have to do all the work. No. You're like, no, the fuck you're not. No, uh, I, I also like that she, like, her legs gave up. That's why she fucked you three times because she was like, yes, this guy knows how to fuck. Exactly. I'm so happy because like, <laughs> I'm I'm not a huge fat guy. Like, I'm a moderate fat no. guy. But, like, We're I about still... body positivity on the show. Oh, no, I like it. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying that I can, I always, it's always nice surprising a woman with what they don't think the size of my penis is going to be. But also you're Latino and you're notoriously good lovers. I mean, let's be real here for a second. So. Uh, yeah. I, I like the whole, like, she was like, because I was, I love making out with a girl. Yeah. 
And that's what I was going to tell you, that when I first saw you host, I was like, damn, it'd be nice to make out with her. <laughs> really nice. Because I like, like that's my, my, I'm still like a high school kid where I'm like, fuck it. You can just go through my hair and we make out and we talk and order food. Right. That's a good night. That literally already sounds like um, <laughs> the best date I would have ever gone in my whole life. But no, it's, it's, also, that is the second nicest thing anyone's ever said to me this weekend. Second only to... Me seeing Josh McLean yesterday. Josh McLean and I are, that's my boy. And he finally got here a day late. So we didn't see my set on Wednesday. But on Thursday, he goes, oh, my God, I heard you did great. One of my friends texted me and said, yeah, there's this really cute blonde girl on stage. Great tits, better punchlines. And I was like, oh, my God, that is literally the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. Also, do I have a merch tagline now? What? Better. It was Big tits, bigger. No, great, ti- great, great tits, better punchlines. That's, that's just me thinking. Great tits, better punchlines. Great tits, better punchlines. <clears throat> and then Patrick Cunningham, who was also a comic, added Papa John's at the end. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks for ruining that. But also, yeah, so second nicest thing. I just want to make <laughs> I mean, among it's other no things. It's among no, other things. It's no shame being second in that tagline. <laughs> But no, it, it's, uh, yeah, I like, uh, like, again, I love when a woman goes through my hair, because <clears throat> this is all natural. Right. And it's like, that shit, that shit, I don't know why. It is quite a mop, I'm just seeing this now. I, I learned to, uh, I think in 2017, I learned that I get turned down when a girl twists my nipples. I didn't know that was a thing, <laughs> until this girl just did it, and then just, boop, and I You're was like, like, what the fuck was that? Guess that was I'm some, into that now. That was some wizardry. Like, right. I don't know what the fuck that was. And then another time, again, I'm like, if we don't do anything, but if you just go through my hair, that shit is A, relaxing. B, there's something like, I don't know if it's endorphins or like just something that yeah. is released yeah. when my hair is t- played with. And I like really like when I Also, everyone really on the planet though, like, hello. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, I've got my hair did a time or two, okay? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's the best feeling in the world. It's amazing. But yeah. uh, what do you call it? I do love white women, so if you did want to that, <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing. There's a lot of that going on around here. <laughs> and, the, and I think the oldest I've been with was 51. 51? That's cool. Now, was this the prostitute that you had sex with for your first time ever? No. No, she was... Uh, did I you was... like that segue, though? Did you like that segue? <laughs> yeah. Did you go to podcasting school? <laughs> I'll, I'll be giving the like talk on fucking podcasting segues at next year's altercation. Hot talk. No, but right. uh, uh, I okay. So there was like a lot of guilt associated with it when I did it because you know I went to Catholic school all my life. So right. Like, I think I was just the reason. Sex is like shame, dang yeah. shame. Everything dang. was guilty. Like yeah. you felt guilt about everything. But like right. I think uh, the thing for me was. Everybody in my friend circle was just like, oh, I had sex with this girl. I had sex for the first time when I was 16 and this and that and this and that. And they're all stupid. But mm. like, they, I was just like, I didn't know how to, like, I, I was great. I was a make out connoisseur in high school. Mm. Like, I could make out with the best of the best. But like, if it ever came to that next level, it's also hard because you're in high school. Where the fuck are you going to find a place to fuck right. first and foremost? Right. And then at the same time, it's like, I only went to a high school where my graduating class only had at least a hundred kids. So, like in total, the high school was like four fifty, five hundred at the most. Do you want to know how many kids were in my graduating class? Twenty. 
913. Oh, See, so we didn't really have that many <laughs> options. And then also, when you struck out with one girl and you moved on to the next, I was always called desperate, but I'm like, I'm just persistent. Right. Like, also because if you, if you can't, if you talk to one girl, she says, no, I can't talk to the other half of the fucking population right. in the school. Like, right. What's the fuck? Like, what's that? Right. You're like, I'm not going to give up and join the Catholic priesthood or anything like, like this like this like, like this one bitch i asked out my freshman year i was on the football fucking team i was a fucking god like i it was i never played football before i was really good at it i was on a defensive line and i asked this girl out in my english class i was like yo i really like you and i was wondering if you'd like to go to homecoming with me she flat out just said i and I'd rather ask somebody else out. Actually, I'm actually going to ask somebody else out, so I'm going to say no. And I you know that's what? Frank, that's you, Frank. But you know what happened at that? It was a push-up bra, by the way. She wasn't that. <laughs> but at homecoming, you know what happened? I spent the night drinking punch and dancing with some football friends and meeting new people. And she spent the night in the bathroom crying because the other dude said yes to her, but then didn't spend any time with her at the dance. And I was like, you see, we could have danced and had a good time. You didn't have to like me. The best we could have done is just maybe have become friends. Mm. But instead, you fucked yourself, and I had a great time. Wrong pony, bitch. You put your money on the wrong pony. (laughs) And I never went. I never went to homecoming with a date. I never went to... uh, I I had a prom date. I did not go to any of those school dances, and I will tell you why. Because my friends and I were like... Again, you're in a school of like 900 some odd kids in your class alone. So right. you real there's no popular group. You don't really give a fuck about anybody other than the like 30 or so people you actually know and hang out with. And so it wasn't really a big deal to me. And it was like my friends and I were like, well, let's see here. What are the cool parts of this whole experience? Getting dressed up, going out to some fancy dinner. hotel party afterwards we're like why would we go to school on purpose if we don't have to (laughs) like skip the dance all together let's just all get dressed up go out for some fancy dinner and then have a hotel party and we're like did we just prom correctly (laughs) yes we did that sounds dope it was dope the cool thing about my prom was that this was before uber and shit so like i just asked my uncle if he could drive me and my date Mm. And my date and I met uh, doing a musical, and she was 25 and I was 18. And I was just like, yeah, just, I mean, it wasn't a romantic thing. It right. was just like, hey, you want to show each other off and be each other's arm right. daddy? And oh, yeah, our dates were just like our best dude friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when she showed up to prom with me, everybody was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where the hell did he get that? And then all these other girls, like, you could tell they stuffed their bras and, like, and the, the most Catholic... They, they, they chose the king and the queen in the most Catholic fucking high school way they could. They're like, hey, let's put everybody's name in a bag and no! we're going to choose the names from the bag. Oh, no. And, and the creepiest, the creepiest dude who had been accused of like shitty, like sexual misconduct. Was he was prom king. And then this one other girl I do not remember. You're like, well, this might as well. Happen. But that fucking that place <laughs> that place was just a cesspool of just uh, like geez. depression and like 
I was raped when I was 12, and, like, I have an abusive family. Like, everybody had a Yikers. fucking sob story. Everybody was Italian, which is just a synonym <laughs> for racist. <laughs> they are. They are the most racist. And they were upper world. middle class, so, like, they had, they were even angrier because they, like, couldn't make it past a certain right. tax bracket. Right, And everybody was running for aldermen. And, like, <laughs> everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. Oh, that's such a Chicago hot take. <laughs> it's so fucking... I hate it. Oh, my God. And those are the same people that are, like, renting those fucking scooters now. Oh, yeah. In Chicago. I fucking hate it. They're everywhere. They're you, everywhere. You just see privilege glide past you. I hate okay, it. so I will give the city of Austin, Texas, where we are right now, credit for being the first place I ever saw do that. And it was like, that's very Austin. They're just trying to be green or whatever. Except who was it that was here last year? I fucking, I was crying laughing for days thinking about this. <laughs> fucking scootered their ass from the airport no. all the way over to here. Kickback? Yes. How is that even legal? I don't know, but Did it was the highway? so funny. I can't remember. I wish I could remember who it was. What the fuck? I literally wish I could remember who it was. but Jesus. But there's not generally a lot of repeat performers, you know. Like I was just here as a spectator last year. Yeah, I so thought it was to be cheap too. No, it's not. I literally just tried getting one to work in Atlanta a few weeks ago, and it was, yeah, that's like the closest large city by me. By the way, uh, it was just two and a half hours away. That's how remote I am now. But I literally just was like setting it up and trying to figure out how the fuck to use it. Gave up after like two seconds. <clears throat> and it still charged you two bucks. <laughs> yeah, I was like. I did not even move this thing, and that was two dollars. That's like, funny. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was Fourth of July. Oh yeah, back to the yeah. Or it was three days before the Fourth of July, and I again, like friends, were always like making fun of me, like, "Oh, you, you haven't had sex, you blah blah." And again, they're all really stupid, right? And I haven't seen a lot of them in a long time. I'm going to tell you my story that will make you feel so much better about this whole thing once you're done. Because I think we drifted apart and shit. Like, some of them are already engaged, and I don't get it. Like, they're Gross. just going to make dumb people. They're just right. going to make dumber people. Dumb. Yeah. But anyway. Those are the breeders. We call them breeders. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's an infestation uh, of, uh, yeah. So, I, okay, so, bless up, you know, bless the very infamous but now defunct website back page that's how i <clears throat> that's how i found out about that i was in college and i was 20 so i was like okay so i i started banquet serving when i was like 19 with my dad just to make some extra money and that was before i wasn't really touring that much i started touring more when i was like 21 but so i was like i was you know the weekends i usually had free unless i wasn't doing a local show or a mic or something so I was like, yeah, I'd rather just work the weekends, like do conventions or weddings and shouldn't just pick up after white people. It's easy. <laughs> and you just have to turn on a certain voice to get more unless, tips. Unless they're three male white comics and you're in the one hotel and, uh, room and then it took me an hour before you got here. <laughs> and fun fact, I don't ever talk about this either, but a couple, a group of white people rented out the entire ballroom at the Sheraton O'Hare in Chicago to fucking have a fucking wedding. For two American dolls, two American girl dolls. What the fuck that shit's called? They literally had two dolls, and it was a, it was a, it was a marriage ceremony, and they had a dinner. And I'm like, bro, why people just have money to throw away and do that shit? That shit is insane. They were playing 
Um, they, they, they were doing what kids do in their living rooms, but it was all... These people were nuts. But anyway... Okay, again, I am not going to keep going on about how embarrassing mm-hmm. it is to be white anymore. <laughs> but so That shit was fucked If up. there is one story on planet Earth that ever just proved what I've been saying about that, yeah. that's it. I'm never I'm never going to forget that. That was so no. nuts. And everybody who was serving that night was like, is this for real right now? Like, we'll, we'll be here to make the money, but like, this is weird. Right. So You're like, well, at least the dolls will shut the fuck <laughs> up and not be bridezillas. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> so then... We, uh, we, we, uh, okay, so I got paid, and <clears throat> this was, like, towards, like, the end of my tenure as a server there. I only worked there for a year. <laughs> and, uh, I, I got paid, and then I, I saw, I made, like, close to, like, $530, and I was like, that's nuts for working, like, two events. Damn. So then I was just like, you know what? I've never had this much money before just for myself. Right. So usually to celebrate, I would just get, like, a deep dish, but then I was just like, fuck it. Why don't I just buy a prostitute? And then I went on Backpage. You're like Lou Malnati's prostitute. Whoa. uh, (laughs) I fuck Lou Malnati's. Oh, yeah. Also, thank you. First Giordano's. Thank you. Giordano's for life. Oh. I was going to ask you this. So I was like, this is a very important Damn. Chicago person question. Damn, now we have to fuck. It is a, de- <laughs> it is a, like a, the Mason Dixon line of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Are you a Lou Malnati's person or are you Giordano's? And if you're out of town, you're into like Pequods and all that other bullshit. But anyway. No, that's stupid. Giordano's or Lou Malnati's. Pequods is good, but it's not. I actually like Art of Pizza, but I don't think it's better than Giordano's. But that's another yeah, debate. Yeah. The, the thing I'm trying to say is that I never had this amount of mo- like this much money before in my fucking hands, and I was just like, you know what? Let me let me go on Backpage, and I found a lot of like reasonably priced uh, uh, women, and this one girl was like, most most people now charge like probably two fifty to fuck for an hour, or even two fifty for half an hour, and some go as high as a thousand, two thousand. And it gets even more expensive if, like, if you want to have them meet you somewhere, and it's cheaper if you meet them at their location, which usually sounds like a fucking, like, prostitution ring, and they're going to bust your ass. So that's why that's always... <clears throat> I do too much research on this shit. Right. So... But also, that's what I would do, because I'm, like, anytime I have sex with someone, I'm, like, please leave immediately. I'm, like, willing them in my mind to just, like, please go away. Please oh, go that away. sucks. Please leave, please leave. <laughs> no, because I like talking and shit after. <laughs> I'm, like... Please don't touch me. Oh, <laughs> like, damn. Oh, no. Well, that's why you have two beds. Yeah. Well, no, so no. when you're done and then <laughs> you go to the next one. Yeah. Oh, that one seems to be free. <laughs> like, you can talk to me from over there. No. No. But uh, <laughs> the fucking thing that happened was I found a girl who was like $100 to do whatever you want. And some women actually charge for different acts. Right. Low jobs are like 50 and other shit. Uh, so this girl was like, $100, and you can do anything you want for an hour. And I was like, okay. And I met up with her. It was way on the south side. And this is the opening bit uh, to my, my first comedy special, which is which is available now. On, uh, on where? On jasonavocado.com. <laughs> J-A-Y-S-O-N-A-V-O-C-A-D-O.com. And from now until October 15th, uh, <clears throat> if you purchase uh, a special, half the proceeds will go to uh, Raices, 
which is the refugee and immigrant uh, not-for-profit that provides legal assistance and food and whatnot to migrant <sighs> to children, children in, in, cages. in cages. Yeah. Fucking thank you. Uh, so that's a thing that that's uh, that's going on from now to October fifteenth. Uh, the <clears throat> the special went up from five to ten dollars, so that I could keep half. Uh, and then I'm recording my second special in October where it's the same concept as the first one. So it's an improvised crowd work show and it's a musical show too. So like at any time I could burst into a song cause I have a pianist on the side. So there was five songs in the original one. It's called lonely wit. And then we're doing uh, another one in October in Spanish. And then all the proceeds for that, just from now until the end of time, mm-hmm. will go to Raices. So I'm not taking a cut of it at all. I <clears throat> literally just came in my pants hearing that. <laughs> it's fine. It's it's funny because it's a filmmaking buddy of mine. Uh, some filmmaking buddies of mine from college helped me out with the first one. And they really did me a solid by, you know, charging me way below, like, the industry standard. And then my buddy... Uh, <clears throat> where we're filming it and he, he's directing he hooked me up with like we're doing like a bonfire in his backyard in the suburbs in Elgin and we're, we're there's like they already have a stage and they're like it's already sold out and they're we're having like a marketplace in the bank so like we're getting like vendors and all that money goes to Rice's mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like again when we sell it online uh, that money will go to Rice's every time and the way you know is because you get a confirmation email from them uh, I love that. But the, uh, but yeah. So anyway, that's a thing. Yeah. If you want to buy it, that'd be that'd be dope. So let me, uh, and, and then I will, I will probably wrap up the show by me telling you the very brief story because we're at about an hour. It's just well, usually our episodes. Well, are well, let me tell, you, oh, let me tell you real quickly. Okay, I, there was I, more to it. I didn't. I'm no, this. I didn't come for like I didn't come until like the forty fifth minute. Ooh. And it was very awkward because we just talked. Like, I got to her place, and I was way on the south side. I was like, I'm near a hospital, so, like, if anything goes wrong, <laughs> I will be fine. It was my mom's car, well, my parents' car, that I fucked in because she said we were going to fuck in her house, but then she said her grandma lived there, and I was very confused because I was like, is she joining us? Like, how does this business work? <laughs> Did she join Like, us? I'm willing to support the elderly. But then you're like, well, you're we on the south side. I know yeah. there's a lot of that. It's a, it's a side hustle. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, we fucked for an hour. And then she uh, sucked my dick with a condom on, and she, like, the first 10 minutes, and she just kept saying, did you come yet? And it was the most, like, it was so weird. And then we fucked. The only thing we did was just, like, she just rode me. And then I, uh, I like, got on top of her, and it was, like, so crazy. But then uh, by the end of it, I was just so, like, it, it, it was just, like, that's it. Okay. It was me, it was that's it, and then and then I left, and that was it. I never talked to her, and I was so okay. worried that I had gotten something, but I was fine. I mean, but first of all, audience, you may have noticed they were practicing safe sex. He said, <laughs> Second of all, let me help you feel better about that story, because my first time having sex right. was when I was fifteen years old. Um, fifteen. It shit. was. It oh, was yeah. Valentine's Day, which was one month before my 16th birthday. Oh, yeah. And um, my boyfriend at the time and I decide that, well, okay, no. I decide, might as well get this over with, okay, right? Okay. So nothing romantic about this at all whatsoever. We're hanging out on his bed at his house where his parents are downstairs. 
what? And we're watching The Simpsons like we would normally do, just hanging out at his house. And this is the day where I'm like, well, I might as well get this over with, right? So romantic, might as well get this over with. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, we're making out. He can tell that I, oh, I think she's going to let me do it. Maybe we better crank up some tunes so it covers up any noise that she may be making. Because I'm 18 and so good that I'm going to make some, <laughs> like, don't flatter yourself. You're not, there won't be enough noise coming out of me. But, so long story short, the song choice that he put on to make love to me for the first time. Do you want to take a guess? Just take a guess. What, what year was it? This is, Okay. That's 15, 16, 1996. So was it like, what, like Fiona Apple, Alanis, Alanis Morissette? Well, like keep in mind, I'm at the Altercation Comedy Festival for a reason, because that's my lane musically. That's your lane? Mu- oh, do you play like, uh, what's that fucker's name, that old guy that everybody always, he's a country guy, right? It's like, it's not country? Mm-hmm. Kiss? I don't know. I'm, uh, oh. It was not Beth by Kiss, though. That would have been smooth as shit. <clears throat> it was. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. Mother by Dancing. Oh, yeah. I lost my virginity to Mother by Glenn Dancing. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you had music. We just had, like, urban. At like, least you had music. Urban soundtrack. Nothing is more. Soundscapes. <laughs> Urban soundscapes. I would have rather had urban soundscapes than mother. If you want to find hell with me, yeah. <laughs> I, I can show you what it's like. Well, some eighteen-year-old dude just grinding yeah. on top of you. Yeah, I think I think music got old for me. I just I love when a girl yeah. screams my name. So like that's really there you go. There you go. That's all the music I need. That's all that is beautiful music. Yeah, and then not only that, but uh, it hurt real bad. His parents found uh-huh. out. And made us break up immediately after. And the saving grace of this story, though, is that I told all my friends, save yourselves. I am a pioneer. And you can all thank me in many years for saving yourself for a good experience that does not include you, the dude, and Glenn Danzig. Okay? (laughs) So my two best friends are like, we are so glad that you, like, you know, Neil Armstrong, that little mission for all of us. And they both say their selves for good, better, first having sex stories. Only, <laughs> only comment I have is that I had a similar situation when I was six. Really? She was six, too. <laughs> and she just said that she had gum stuck in her pussy, and then I just fingered her. Really? Mm-hmm. I and never then, did any our, of that. But and I, our parents were like, yeah, you got to stop talking. Like, they did the same thing. They made us stop. And we were, like, really best friends. And we would right. just, like, sneak up to my room or her room and we would just do shit. That's so crazy. I never put my dick in her, though. It was always just, like, trying to figure out what kissing was. And then eventually I, like, started fingering her more because she liked it. That's so weird. I just didn't know that I might but be But also funny. I didn't realize that I was doing the old show me mine and you'll show me yours. With Timothy Porter in kindergarten until I was maybe 30. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what that was. That's a weird flashback to have. So, so I'm not sure what we're going to title this episode, 
other than I, I'm going to figure out something clever, but it's, don't uh, ever be embarrassed about anything that's ever happened to you sexually would be the theme, at least at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love it. So thank you so much for coming and doing this today. Thank you. You have been um, the best Latino Brian that could ever have existed. <laughs> And and it's been a pleasure. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Uh, yeah, just uh, like I said, the website is J-Y-S-O-N and then avocado. Uh, you should be able to spell that by now. Uh, right. .com. And then Jason Avocado on Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. And uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's... Any upcoming shows, festivals, anything? <clears throat> uh, uh, good question. Because our thousands of horny listeners are all over the country. I'm just having the Sp- the Spanish special in October. That should be out by, like, December. I'm trying to put together a roast for my 10th year in comedy. And again, that's another thing where the money will go to Raices. I love it. And, uh, and then, you know, there's... I, I do this thing every Thursday on Instagram called Thoughtful Thursdays, where I just, like, write some dumb quote uh, that, like... Uh, it's supposed to sound inspirational, but it's just dumb and silly. I love that. So, like, my recent one was, the deeper the dish, the deeper the dream. <laughs> never settle for less. You can do better. You will be better, and you're better now than ever before. So do us all a favor and keep going. Avoid Lou Malnati's at all costs, bro. I didn't even read that first. Because the best only deserves the best, and that's a fact for all of you. Okay? KK. Okay, okay. Well, Jason and I are married now, everybody, so. <laughs> oh, and I pissed off a bunch of poets on Instagram two weeks ago. So look at that on Instagram. That, was that is so much fun. And also, before we leave, I am a high school boy, and I keep the name of every girl I fucked on my phone. Ooh. That's a fun thing to reveal okay. and leave people at a clinic. <laughs> I had a book that Yo. I had them all written in, read a journal. Okay. And then, um, let's just say... It was a larger list than this. Sure. And uh, the boyfriend that I was dating at the time, when, uh, first of all, don't ever ask anybody their number, okay? The how many, like the how many. Oh, okay. sure, sure. Unless you want to know the real answer. Because he was, I already was pretty aware that like his was maybe, maybe like around four somewhere. And I knew that mine was a number that would probably make him break up with me. <laughs> so I was like, um... Yeah, like 12 sounds like, uh, you know, it's like, it seems like uh, it's not too much, but he'll probably believe it still at the same time. Right. And um, then one day he was rifling through my shit, which was part of the reason he ended up breaking up, and stumbled upon the notebook where I had the name of every single one of them. Complete with whether or not they were one night stands. Yeah, I do location. A scaling of how big their dick was. I'll do that. Just do location. Obviously not, but isn't that funny? Also, I see one is in North Carolina, so big uh, ups, yeah. big ups, Lydia. <laughs> it was uh, it was on the beach in Wilmington. That's hot. Oh, actually, do you know Cliff Cash? No, I don't. He's a Wilmington comic, so actually, it guy. happened on the beach. He met on Tinder and she came to see me at Dead Crow, which is a comedy club. Okay. And then uh, uh, two weeks later, I came for the Oak City Comedy Festival in Raleigh. And she drove whatever that three and a half hours to get mm. to me and we fucked in my hotel. That's so much so. better than your virginity story. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, and my, I, like, and did, my. My dick is good enough for you to drive three and a half hours. Right. So North Carolina pussy, you know, is great, everyone, now that I live there. And then on, on the next episode... 
uh, you'll find out if Beth was number 17 on my list. <laughs> right. Will I make it to the list? Tune in next Wednesday <laughs> on Spotify, iTunes, and all of your whatever's to find out. No. Okay, Jason, thank you so much again. Everybody follow him. And take care, you little Franks and Beanies. You have to say take care, you little Franks and Beanies. Let's okay. Take care, you little Franks and Beanies. 